When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's Sports Media Payhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number four of the Sports Media Mayhem podcast. My name, as you heard in our incredible open, is Alex Streamer. It's great to be here with you this week. Since you can hear my voice, you know that I survived Fourth of July week in Provincetown. And also, as of now, I am monkeypox free. So, hooray for me. Uh, But as I mentioned, great to be back with you all here this week. And even better that we have a really juicy media story to dive into. So, here's how it's going to work this week. Uh, I'm recording... A reaction pod, as we call it in the biz, to be out here today, Tuesday, and then Wednesday, posting the full show, conversations with NBA insider Sean Devaney, New York Post media reporter Ryan Glass-Spiegel, two great guys to have on this week because of this big Adam Schefter profile in the Washington Post that I want to kick off with right now. And, you know, I call myself like a media geek, but this is really one of those instances where I'm like, oh my God, this story is insane. There's so much stuff in here. I got to record a podcast about this. I mean, you know, that, that's a thought that most people undergo on a daily basis, right? Like they read a, a, a great, juicy Adam Schefter feature story in the Washington Post, and they want to get out there and, and record a podcast, right? That, that's well-adjusted human behavior, correct? Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, but this Schefter piece in the WAPO comes out Tuesday. It's titled, The Power and Peril of Being Adam Schefter, The Ultimate NFL Insider. It's written by Ben Strauss. And this piece is really interesting and newsworthy for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's an in-depth look at Adam Schefter, who is the pioneer of this whole insider phenomenon. I mean, he covers the most successful league on the biggest sports network. He's by far the biggest sports reporter going today. So anything that gives us a real insight into how Adam Schefter operates day to day and conducts his business is a piece worth talking about if you're interested in this sort of thing. And number two, and I think this is even, uh, this is a much bigger picture kind of thing, and thus I think even more interesting than that, is I mentioned Schefter really started this whole insider phenomenon. We have Woj and Shams in the NBA, Passing in baseball, Rap Sheet, and a million others in the NFL. Every sport has several of them. It's, it, it is the thing in sports media, sports journalism today. And with all these insiders and all the scoops that they're constantly tweeting out, uh, there are a lot of ethical questions that get raised. And frankly, I don't think it's a good trend for the business overall. 
Not one bit. And, you know, let me just say, I, I, I do not expect to win a Pulitzer Prize in my professional life, though. I don't know. I mean, that blog I wrote the other day about Mac Jones looking absolutely jacked. I think that could be a contender this year. But in all seriousness, I'm just a guy who loves this stuff, has a podcast, loves to yap about it. So I'm not holding myself up as this beacon of journalistic integrity either. All right, all you Twitter trolls, you happy now? There's my disclaimer. But okay, on to the story. Now, this story comes out in an especially critical time, an important time, because Adam Schefter has found himself in the news for the wrong reasons as of late. Uh, he's had, He had really a trio of embarrassing scandals over the last NFL season. The first one were <clears throat> the embarrassing emails he had with Bruce Allen, the former president of the Washington football team uh, during the NFL lockouts the last decade. Schefter was reporting on the story. He sent Allen over an entire article before it was published and obsequiously called him Mr. Editor. You know, we take a look at this, Mr. Editor. Everything seemed right, Mr. Editor, which violates every rule that you learn in like an intro to journalism class, right? You not only send a source a full story, you'd only ask that source to then issue corrections to the story. But you call that source Mr. Editor? I mean, that is like, that is cartoonish stuff. So that comes out in October. Then in November, uh, Adam Schefter reports only one side of the domestic violence case involving Vikings running back Dalvin Cook. Uh, Schefter tweeted that Cook was accusing a woman of domestic violence, where, again, he did not include the other side of the story, such as that the woman was actually suing Cook. (laughs) And the woman was Cook's ex-girlfriend. And the woman says Cook was abusive. So, yep, that's a big swing and a miss. And then just a few months ago, uh, Adam Schefter had this doozy of a tweet about Deshaun Watson when a grand jury failed to indict him with criminal charges. And, of course, Watson has been subject to 24 different sexual misconduct suits. Uh, Schefter wrote this after the grand jury didn't indict. This is why Deshaun Watson, from the beginning, welcomed a police investigation. He felt he knew that the truth would come out. And today, a grand jury did not charge him on any of the criminal complaints. Like, let's pound our chest and let's go to Sean Watson, right? I mean, he welcomed a police investigation because he knew the truth would come out. I mean, that, I mean, Watson can't even hire representation as good as that. My goodness. And Schefter did it all for free. So the article does mention the blowback that Schefter has has received internally for these high-profile blunders about very high-profile and serious issues, especially the Dalvin Cook report. Here's what one ESPN personality told The Post. Schefter is your preeminent journalist for the preeminent sport in America. I would hope that as a network you're embarrassed by that but I'm blown away that ESPN doesn't seem to care. And that's a great quote because it shows you that there is a lot of pushback to Schefter in the ESPN offices and to a lot of this laissez-faire style of reporting, especially as it comes to serious issues involving domestic violence, sexual misconduct, crimes being committed. And that's the thing, right? These insiders, all these scoops are ephemeral. So-and-so signs a contract extension. So-and-so is getting traded. 
this team is moving up for this draft pick. And if you get a small detail wrong there, who really cares, right? I mean, we all know that every contract that's tweeted out at the start of NFL free agency is completely bogus and fed to Schefter and all these guys by the agents, but it doesn't matter because what's the difference? You tweet out a guy's going to get paid $110 million, winds up that only like 60, 65 is guaranteed. I mean, who really gives a crap, right? So-and-so sides with this team. Great. That's a scoop. But when you're reporting about things like domestic violence cases and you only include the man's side of the story, like Schefter did with Dalvin Cook, and just spin what his agent told you, not about a contract, but about domestic violence, uh, yeah, mistakes are a lot higher in the latter scenario. There's a big difference there. And look, you know, as I said, Schefter is an amazing scoop generator. I mean, as far as insiders go, he revolutionized the game. And there is a lot of skill in cultivating relationships, right? I mean, it might be easier for Schefter now since he has 10 plus million Twitter followers, the biggest platform that any sports journalist could want. But he started out with zero Twitter followers just like everybody else. I mean, this article had something that I didn't know, how Adam Schefter actually got started in the whole journalism game. He uh, found the phone. Now, he was doing a research project with Mitch Album, the uh, legendary, and I would say legendary curmudgeonly as well, uh, Detroit sports writer. Mitch Album was writing a book on the Fab Five, and Schefter, I said, was his research assistant. And Mitch Album asked if he could track down Jalen Rose's estranged father, who even Jalen Rose himself had never met or had no contact information for. And Schefter got the guy's number. He got Jalen Rose's estranged dad's number. So no doubt about it. Serious reporting chops. Serious personal chops, too. I mean, again, it's probably easier for him now. But at the start of this, Schefter was one of a million. And yet he was the one who got to Mike Shanahan when he was covering the Broncos. He was the one who Bill Belichick thought was a trustworthy reporter, as we also learned in this profile. I mean, you don't become Adam Schefter without being really, really good at massaging relationships and trading information, getting information. So I'm not taking anything away there. That is a job that I could never even conceive doing because I am not on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It says that Schefter tries to reply to every text message within seconds. Uh, you know, if you ask me how my day is going, I might take a couple hours. So, I mean, again, I'm not saying props to Schefter. No doubt about it. He's the best at what he does. But that begs the question, what exactly does Schefter do? He's clearly not a journalist. And I would even hesitate to call him a reporter. That's why I say insider or scoop generator. And you can tell that Schefter is not an actual reporter or journalist. By the following paragraph, Schefter has grown famous among some in the NFL orbit for his holiday gifts. He has a list of 150 recipients who receive, depending on the year, vineyard vines ties or scotch or chocolate or ice cream. They mostly go to sources, but also to some ESPN co-workers. One year, he spent $16,000 on chocolate. <laughs> That's a lot of chocolate. He writes off the gifts as a business expense. I mean, right there, again, obviously, all reporters generate relationships with sources. It's human nature. People talk to people who they like and trust. 
But $16,000 worth of chocolate, that crosses the line from professional to very personal. And if Adam Schefter is giving me every year for the holidays a Vineyard Vines tie or expensive chocolates or expensive bottle of scotch, I know that he's probably never going to report anything negative about me. He's never going to tweet anything that I don't already want out there. And here's the thing with Schefter and why I've always separated him and all these insiders from actual journalists. They will never report anything. Or I shouldn't say never. How about this? They will seldom report anything that won't eventually wind up in a press release anyway. The mark of a real journalist is reporting stuff that won't end up in a team's press release. And there you have it. And that, if I were to summarize my feelings on Schefter and this whole insider genre, this whole insider phenomenon, that's it. They will almost never report something that a team or a player or an agent won't release anyway. True reporters report stuff that teams and players don't want out there. So there you go. There's a big difference between the two. And the piece also talks about this toxic culture at ESPN. Uh, Seth Markman, who oversees all the NFL studio shows, used to give out points to reporters based on scoops. This got so sad and desperate that Ian Rappaport uh, once went through Markman's math because Sports Illustrated did a feature story about this. It had that anecdote about how Seth Markman ranks all the NFL insiders by scoops. So Ian Rappaport reads that story, goes through Markman's math, and believed that the tally had not given him proper credit, and he sought a correction from Sports Illustrated. I mean, that shows you the prioritization that's put on these fleeting scoops. They're here one second, gone the next. And yet Ian Rappaport is demanding a correction from Sports Illustrated because he feels like his scoop counter wasn't accurate. It's crazy. But I see why they obsess over it if this is what they're being solely judged by. And it totally prioritizes the wrong thing, right? I mean, isn't a well-sourced story that tells all sides and has some real staying power, isn't that more valuable in the long term than Aaron Donald's signs contract extension or Tyreek Hill traded to Dolphins or Patriots, uh, you know, Patriots hire Joe Judge. I mean, and I think those three definitely on the same part of each other, right? Patriots hiring Joe Judge, same level of uh, excitement as the Dolphins trading for Tyreek Hill or the Rams extending Aaron Donald, right? But you see what I'm getting at? I mean, from my vantage point, I'd much rather have a reporter or reporters who spend a couple days on a story like the Minneapolis Star Tribune did and report both sides of the Dalvin Cook domestic violence case rather than having insiders just firing off these ephemeral tweets that are here one second, gone the next. And I said, you know, Schefter's the pioneer. There are tons of others. Shams in the NBA really stands out to me. Shams Karania as the the epitome of an insider, somebody who I think obviously gets great scoops and he hustles and works his ass off 
but someone who I really think should just kind of stick to the transaction page. And there was a story last year that Shams wrote, and it's cited in this Washington Post article in which he wrote that Kyrie Irving's decision to not receive a COVID vaccine was an effort to, quote, be a voice for the voiceless. (laughs) I mean, anybody with even an inch of critical thinking ability would look at that quote and just laugh whoever told you it off the phone. (laughs) I mean, that is, talk about a self-aggrandizing, just absurd thing to say. But Shams hears it and then puts it out there. I mean, again, just stick to the transaction page. And I guess that would be my final message here in bottom line. Obviously, there is such a premium on information. ESPN is paying Schefter $9 million a year. As Seth Markman also explains in the article, Schefter's scoops can generate entire days of programming. That is immensely valuable for a platform like ESPN that constantly needs a churn of information to keep all of its shows running. So Adam Schefter breaks 17 things in a day. Those are 17 topics, NFL topics, that ESPN can now chew over anytime, any day of the week. So totally get how valuable that is. But please, for the sake of all of us, and really just for the sake of your credibility, Stay out of stuff that doesn't involve trades or free agent signings or draft picks. Really, because it's just domestic violence, sexual assault, actual crimes being committed. This stuff is just too serious to parrot what an agent says. And I think Schefter has gone through a tough year. I think we'll probably see him stay in his lane a little more, but that would be my takeaway as well. The insiders are here to stay, whether you love them or not, but stick to the transaction page. All right, enough out of me. Coming up next, you'll hear my conversations with Sean Devaney, NBA insider. There you go. So very uh, appropriate guy to talk to today. And Ryan Glass, speak with the New York Post. That's coming up on the other side. Thank you, as always, for listening. 